developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Do The Work Podcast. My name is Sabrina Zohar, and I am your host. Hello to our world of visual. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. I'm so excited that we're adding video in. Guys, it's so much fun to see the podcast grow. Like when I started this in my apartment, just with a very phallic looking mic and taking a photo of myself. And then now to see myself in my home studio, adding in video, bonus content's coming in. Guys, I am so excited. We have new bonus content coming in. We finally made a decision. It is going to be $7 a month and it's going to include ad-free and two to three bonus episodes a month, including an Ask Me Anything, call-in, you can send in questions, dating profile audits, specific episodes that you guys wanna hear. Me and Tech are gonna do bonuses. I am so excited. There's that. We have the course coming out. My website's being done. Like there's so much growth that I'm just so honored and grateful to share with you guys. So thank you for everybody for being along in this journey with me. And thank you guys for supporting. Please do not forget to rate the show on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, YouTube, wherever the fuck you are seeing this or listening to this. Please, please, please. That is how I grow. And that is the only way that I can continue to grow. So don't forget to follow along on all the socials, do the work podcast, Sabrina.Zohar, and make sure they're me because we've had to take some some fake accounts that are trying to get people to send money. So fun. But this week, guys, I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about da, 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 expectations in dating. Literally something that you guys ask about more often than I even would have thought maybe. But I really want to talk about the difference between standards and expectations, unrealistic versus realistic expectations, reasonable, things like that. So I'm really, really excited to get this going. I've got so many notes that I have written here because I really want to make sure I hit a lot of things because we all know I love to just jibber and fucking jabber. So guys, thank you again for everything. As always, everything is linked in show notes. If you want to ask a question, work with me one-on-one, just connect in any way, everything is going to be there and you can find it there. And guys, thank you again for supporting our sponsors and just supporting this podcast. It literally means the world. So without further ado, let's get right the fuck on into it. Okay, friends. We all know how much I love solo episodes. I love them because it's a chance for me to reconnect with you guys. Like I love having guests on. Do not get me wrong. But this is just my fun time with you guys. So I'm excited. I hope you guys have loved all the episodes. I hope you guys loved the Masha episode and Benjamin. We just had so many good people and so many amazing guests to come. We have Dr. Romani coming on. Dr. Nicola Pera is coming on. Mark Groves and I are going to be doing stuff. Like I'm just so excited. We have Britt Frank coming back for another episode too. So we have got so many amazing things in the pipeline and I can't wait. So today we're going to be talking about expectations because I think expectations, especially depending on what they are, could literally set you up for failure. And I'm here to help you set you up for success, right? That's my literal goal for you guys. So 
I really want to talk about expectations in dating and how to clearly communicate and navigate the uncertainty because I totally understand. Like, I have been in the trenches with you guys. Like, it would be one thing if I were married to my high school sweetheart and it's like, oh, you know, Zohar, you don't literally have any idea what the fuck we're going through. But I know what you're thinking because I was that girl that was thinking that or that guy or whatever. Like, I am now really just using they because it doesn't matter male or female. And I think we have this common misconception that like anxiety comes out in women and not men. And it's like everybody feels anxiety. If you're a human, you're probably feeling anxious. And so that is the type of things that we can work on. So I think my number one goal here is I want us to be able to identify between reasonable and unrealistic expectations in dating. Because I think so often we create this entire narrative in our head. And like, I get it. If you came from a childhood where like your needs just weren't met, you may have built up these expectations on people and then it sets you up for failure because if you have an unrealistic expectation from somebody and especially if you're not able to communicate what it is that that expectation is that you have, then I'm unsure how anybody can meet it. And it it always shocks me, especially when I talk about communication, how many people really try to pull that protest of like, I shouldn't have to do this. And it's like... (sighs) I'm not sure when we ever discussed or talked about things being easy and that relationships like they require work, they require communication. Like, and if that's a discomfort, that's okay. Then this is the area to explore. Where is the discomfort coming from? Again, what are we learning about the brain and neuroscience and everything is like our brain is designed to help us grow, not designed to help us keep us safe. I lied. That's actually the opposite. Good morning. Our brain is designed to keep us safe, not to help us grow. Huh. So with that in mind, then we need to start to learn of like, okay, where are these where are these expectations coming from? Where did I learn these? Where did I create these? And then how can I meet myself with some compassion to maybe rework them? I used to have crazy expectations on people. And now, virtually none, except realistic ones or ones that I communicate prior. So let's talk about some realistic expectations, right? So mutual respect and honesty. That goes without saying, like you should be able to communicate with your partner and say what it is that you want in order to feel secure. If you are in a relationship or situationship or whatever the fuck, I'm always really quick on situationships. I am always shooketh how many people will be like, I'm in a situationship and I'm like, so you know that you're in something that's not serving you. You know that you're in something where honesty isn't prevalent, but yet here we are still in it. I'm always surprised, but Anyways, I'm not here to judge. I don't give a shit. You guys do. You guys do you. I'm just here to help guide you. So, but mutual trust and honesty, like that is an expectation that you can have because that is a very realistic one. And that's to me, like just also a non-negotiable. Like I see realistic expectations and reasonable ones almost as non-negotiables, like equal commitment. That's reciprocity. Great. Clear and clear communication and mutual respect. Yeah, that's that's something that you can expect from your partner. And if you don't get that, it's like, great, then don't be with this person. You know, if you can't even communicate or tell somebody how you feel without them blowing up, you know, I did a video about this. The difference in when you're communicating with somebody between somebody who is just upset in a fight, like, listen, when I get upset, we all know, like, I'll curse or I'll be like, I'm so fucking frustrated, dude. Like, what the fuck is happening? Very big difference than me attacking somebody and saying, you know what, you're a fucking idiot. Here you go again, drama queen. Oh, God, I don't have patience for your bullshit. Like, 
that is very different. So like even just in communication, we need to be able to learn like what is effective communication, what's acceptable communication. And like for me, I grew up in a household where like my dad was really volatile to this day. Like you never know. And like I've communicated this with tech guy. Like I don't want to walk on eggshells in my home. That's something I've set for myself. That is an expectation I have of my home and the partner that I live with. The person I wake up to is the person I go to bed to and vice versa. And like, I'm always shocked when I say that and people are like, what does that mean? It's like, have you dated in a major city? Have you dated somebody that the night of everything's amazing and you're having the best time and in the morning they almost act like as if the night before didn't happen? They didn't say any of that stuff to you. It's like, that doesn't, that's a fucking no-go for me. So respect, of course, mutual respect is the backbone of any healthy relationship. Like if I don't, if I'm not respected for my interests and opinions, then I have no, I don't need to be there. And that's okay. Like I have learned, especially with the career that I have, that I'm very, I understand, I trigger people. I say things that piss people off. And it's like, that's cool. That's not for me to own. I can't, I cannot take on somebody else's reaction, right? But if you're going to be disrespectful towards me, then I just remove you. That's it. Like, that's why I block people. That's why I remove them. Yeah, I'm creating an ecosystem that makes me feel secure and safe. Why the fuck do I need people in my secure, disrespecting me and talking shit when that just speaks about their own insecurities? So respect is fucking huge. Quality time together. That's absolutely something that you can expect because if you're in a relationship with somebody, how else are you going to be in a relationship with someone if how are you going to be in a relationship with someone if you're not spending time with someone? That's, I think, the disconnect for me. It's like, so then what are we doing here? If you're in a relationship, then but you're not seeing this person, it's like there's nobody busier than someone that's not interested. And no, that quote does not mean that somebody's just too busy to text you for a day. Like I had some troll and she's like, this woman, she makes a video, like one of me saying there's no one busier than someone that's not interested. And she's like, really? Coming from the woman that just a minute ago said texting's not a big deal? Hypocrite. And I was like, or here, here's a fucking thought, ma'am. How about you have selective fucking processing? Because I was like, that's not what I said. If somebody's not trying to see you, spend time with you, call you, text you, FaceTime you, send you, I don't care, send you a fucking bird carrier, send you a letter in the goddamn mail. I don't care what they do. If someone's not trying to make time for you, what are we doing here? Then at this point, it's a non-reciprocal chase. And I don't want you guys to engage in that because that's just a waste of your fucking time. So also another thing that's reasonable, support during difficult times, compromising, empathy. Like these are all things that are really normal and realistic to say like, hey, I expect this from a partner and from a relationship. This episode is brought to you by Lumi. Oh, guys, I have been struggling for so long with honestly with body odor. It's just, it's a hormonal thing around that time of the month. It literally smells like sometimes like sometimes like I'm homeless. It's wild. And I am literally obsessed with Lumi. So I actually personally have the unscented Lumi deodorant. And then I have the um, Clementine. I got the Clementine after my Clemmy, uh, like the orange body wash, which has been literally a game changer. And I use it every single day. And the best part is that it actually helps block odor and control for up to 72 hours. So if I'm even going crazy, I'm running around, I don't even have to worry about it or blink an eye. And it was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. So it's pH balance, baking soda free, and paraben free, which I love. And it's clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. That's incredible. So guys, 
The Lumi starter pack is perfect for new folks. So it comes with a solid stick deodorant, which is what I got in Unscented. The cream tube deodorant also got Unscented just because I like to play it safe. And two free products of your choice. So I got the mini body wash for travel and the deodorant wipes and free shipping. So as a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with the code do the work. So again, that is $5 off your Lumi starter pack with the code do the work at lumideodorant.com. So that equates to up to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant.com and use the code do the work. Y'all, it's really important to show up on dates and show up every day with your best version of yourself and allow Lumi to help you so that you can feel super confident no matter what life has thrown your way. Because what these do is they build intimacy and closeness. So you guys are making each other a priority. Eh, that's how that works. You listen without judgment. That's a big fucking thing here that we need to also talk about quickly. Because when we're also communicating expectations and talking to somebody, listening without judgment. It is always surprising to me when, like, I had a friend a couple of years ago. And she told this guy, and like this has happened many a times. I'm just not going to give specific situations from people that I work with now about it. But she was dating this guy and he was being a little inconsistent and they had a really big talk and he was just like, all right, I'm going to do better. Like I understand he was like, I'm really working on my communication. Like I get it. And he went out of town for a couple of days. And while he was out of town, like a day after they had talked, he texts her saying, thinking of you, miss you, and I can't wait to see you. And you know what her response to him was? What was this, a butt dial or a drunk text? And sure enough, the dude didn't respond. And when she, and then she started freaking out and blowing up his phone. And he straight up just told, he, like, he was like, I'm not dealing with this while I'm away. And he was like, you know what's really hurtful? He was like, I was fucking trying. I was trying. And instead, you backlashed at me. And it's like, do you blame somebody for shutting down? Because if somebody came to me and was like, I need more, and then when I show them more, then they judge me or they put me down. It's like, we need to create a safe space. So if somebody comes to you and says, you hurt me, it's not about judging them or screaming at them. It's about sharing feelings openly and allowing someone else to have an experience that was not yours. It's a huge area of opportunity for growth. And I see this almost every day where like, if it's not your expect, you're the proverbial you, if it's not this experience, then it's wrong. No one else can feel. It's like the fucking don't go on a coffee date. You're not high value. And it's like, well, that's not my experience. My experience personally has been fantastic. I love a casual date for a first date. I don't need to waste my fucking time. Sorry if you've only been on one date in six months and your whole thing is that you want to go to like, sure, if you're going to judge other people because they want to go to coffee. I was sometimes going on five or six dates a week living in a major city where there's a plethora of people to meet. So this is my point. Everyone's experiences are different. So we have to make space for other people to experience thing. Right. So then we kind of go into like the difference between unspoken versus spoken expectations. If you're not communicating with your partner I don't understand how you think that people like mind reading that's protest behavior of like show me that you care about me show me that you like me when you were a kid if you didn't feel comfortable and you are hoping people would anticipate your needs and they didn't so now you're hoping everybody else will because it feels uncomfortable for you to communicate that that's totally okay if that is your experience that is okay we can meet you there with compassion but at the same time then we need to work on that because it's not fair for anybody it's not fair for you it's not fair for them for any party involved to be dealing with not knowing what it is that their partner wants, but yet then getting their partner getting angry at them for not doing it. And like I said, if communication is a struggle, like then this is what we need to work on. So what is an expectation? Is a strong belief that something will happen 
or a case that will happen in the future. So what are synonyms of it? Presumption, assumption, and belief. Have you ever heard of the saying, assumption makes an ass, assuming makes an asset of you and me? Presuming things, a belief. So you believe it's going to happen. And so when it doesn't and you don't communicate, you see, you see the perfect storm that's starting to grow. So like, then we go, great. We have all these realistic expectations, right? All of these things that, yeah, we communicate this like, yeah, hey, what, do, what is it that you want in a relationship? Consistency, reciprocity, clarity, trust. Like you are communicating. Here's what I expect from you. Like I'll never forget on my dating profile, it said um, effort equals interest. And I was like, by doing that, I was like, I expect that this person's going to show effort by showing their interest by doing effort. Great. I clearly communicated what it is that I expected back. That was my belief. Hey, you want to be in my life? Here's what's going to happen. And if not, that's totally cool. Very big difference between a boundary and an ultimatum. A boundary just means you keep doing you. That just doesn't work for me. An ultimatum is you need to change that. Otherwise, I'm out of here. Sounds like the trolls on the internet that try to make me change who I am, right? And then they threaten if they don't. It's like, cool, that's an ultimatum. Get the fuck out of here. That I don't have patience for. Versus we can, a boundary, cool. If that doesn't work for you, that's fine. You just keep moving. <laughs> like, keep going. So unrealistic expectations involve demands, criticism, or rigid assumptions. Yes, you heard that correctly. So what is, what's here, here are four examples I literally highlighted that were considered unrealistic expectations from a therapist I was watching on the internet who was talking about this. Requires constant attention and validation. To my anxious folks out there, I'm talking to you. Expecting your partner to read your mind and know how you feel. Trying to change aspects of your partner's personalities or values and assuming in the relationship that the relationship will be perfect and fight free. I could do an entire fucking podcast episode on hitting each one of those notes. <laughs> the constant attention and validation. My anxious babes. I get it. I get it. I understand. Here's the thing. I understand explanation, but I cannot excuse the behavior. It's not appropriate. Like I'm going to call something out really quick and I'm sure I'm sure I'm going to get shit on for this. The anxious needs to stop blaming the avoidant. It's enough. Same with the avoid. Like everybody needs to stop blaming everybody. But I get protested by anxious people. I get it. I have anxiety. Stop. Like cut the bullshit. People come to me all the time like you must be avoidant. Then it's like no. Stop making assumptions of other people. Instead maybe look at yourself. As everything is deflect and, and project and put it onto everyone else instead of being like yeah maybe this is something I'm dealing with. Holy shit. I am expecting my partner to constantly validate and reassure me. That's not realistic. That no one can do that. Your parents couldn't do that. Because no human can do that. You do that for yourself. You can constantly validate yourself. But no one can constantly validate and reassure you. Expecting your partner to read your mind. We just fucking talked about that. And know how you feel. It's like, no, nobody's just going to know. Growing up, if your parents couldn't attune to your needs, then doesn't mean that anybody else is going to. It's hard. It's sometimes like, I, I, I don't want to have to know how my partner feels and read his mind. We went through that. And I was, I, I, and then I felt, I was like, oh my God, I'm reliving my childhood dynamic. I was like, now I'm hypervigilant. And now I have to watch what this person's doing to anticipate their needs. And I was like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Trying to change aspects of your partner's personality or values. <sighs> Please stop trying to change people. Please stop. If he wanted to, he would. Cool. That's really fucking like lowbrow thinking. Because you're, well, they don't want to change for me. You're right. I don't want to change for other people because if I don't stand for something, I fall for everything. 
So if I do something white and I'm saying, this is how I do it, like this is what, or this is what it is that I want. I am not ready for a relationship. It's incredibly arrogant and entitled to think that someone's going to change for you. I'm sorry, who are you? That someone has to change their entire life to have you in it? Maybe that's not a priority to this person. It's unrealistic to think that, well, then they just must not like me enough. It's like, so you make this about you? So then we have nothing. So this has nothing to do with the other person. And it also shows that then you don't genuinely care about the other person. You just care about the fact that they're not choosing you. Hee <laughs> hee. Sorry to call out the fucking elephant in the room. And like I said, you want to keep saying if you wanted to, we would let me know how that's how your dating life is. That's cool. I don't care. This is my point. You do you. If you don't like it, that's fine. Don't listen. Like, that's cool. You go and on your journey. I'm personally saying based on psychology and how the brain works, this shit ain't helping you. But like, it's your journey, baby. I trust you guys. So unrealistic expectations stem from insecurity, fear of abandonment, that all makes sense, and the attempt to control your partner's behavior. You want me to repeat that? Because I will. Insecurity, fear of abandonment, and trying to change your partner's behavior. So that's where unrealistic expectations come from. So they undermine intimacy and they push you guys apart because that's all this does. Because the reality is like, so here's an, here are three examples I wrote down of, of literal examples. So demanding more investment than you give. I get this all the time of like, why isn't he doing this? And why isn't he doing that? And it's like, but what are you doing? You're literally not even contacting this person. You're not being vulnerable. You're not sharing how you feel. Like, it's okay to say, I'm doing all of this and this person's not matching it. Okay, well, then there's a disconnect. That's not reciprocal. But demanding that somebody else do all of this stuff, but it's like, but then what are you also doing? It's not fair to, you have to do everything for me, but I don't have to do anything for you. Again, you are the main character of your movie. You are not shit to everyone else's movie. I am not shit to everyone else's movie. I'm humble as fuck to know that. And I think that's just like, if you demand that somebody else does something when you're not even, it's like, well, that's just not, that's unrealistic. So forbidding relationships with a certain gender, this drives me insane. There's so much insecurity rooted. There are on paper two genders, right? Biologically, I know that that we have all of these other nuances and stuff, but I'm talking men and women, right? Just biologically. So if you're going to knock out an entire group of people and be like, well, you're not allowed to talk to any women, that's insecurity. That has nothing to do with your partner. And I get it all the time of people being like, but my partner's best friend's a girl. It's like, that girl has existed much longer than you have. And who are you to come in and be like, well, you can't talk to her. Then you'd be out of my life within seconds if someone was trying to control who I have in my life. I have tons of guy friends. I've stayed at my guy friends' houses when I go to visit and sleep in their guest room. Same with tech guy. Like, we have no issues because we trust each other. It's an unrealistic expectation to be like, you're not allowed to talk to women. Woof. It's going to be a really fucking lonely reality that, that because we need both men and women and theys and whatever. We need other people and perspectives to learn. I don't want a dude to just hang out with dudes. Yikes. It's going to be a really broy guy. Or same with girls. It's going to be bitchy if you just hang out with women. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, therapy is so, so 
so important. And it's not just about going to therapy. It's about having the right therapist. And that's what I love about BetterHelp is that it's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to find. It's like dating. It's not the easiest thing to find somebody that makes you feel seen, heard, and understood, safe, understands you. And the beauty about BetterHelp is when you join, you get to choose your therapist. So you get a slew of different people that you can choose from. If you don't like it, you can click new therapist and find a different person that would resonate more with you. It took me about four or five therapists to find some of the best people I've ever worked with on BetterHelp. And that's why I love it so much. I love the messaging that in between sessions, I was able to message my therapist and be like, hey, okay, here's what's coming up for me. And then when they came back, they were able to support me. Like it didn't necessarily mean that they answered immediately, but it was nice to be able to track my thoughts and have somewhere I could go when I was in a panic and I just didn't want to talk to my friends about it. So I'm a big fan of BetterHelp. I'm a big fan of therapy. And I feel it's time for me to share my experience with you guys. So if you guys go, to betterhelp.com slash DTW today, you get 10% off your first month. Yeah, I'll become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. So again, that's betterhelp.com slash DTW for 10% off your first month. This is the time to heal, my babes. And what better time than what better way than with better help? It's not just women doing this to men. I'm talking men as well saying you can't have any guy friends. Like that's, that's controlling. And requiring constant contact and check-ins, it's not realistic. Again, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of being left, fear of insecurities. If your day is ruined because you didn't get a text from somebody, this has nothing to do with them and everything to do with you. And you know I say this with so much love. It's not, somebody cannot make your entire day go to shit because they didn't send you a hello text. They can't, it can, but it has nothing to do with them is my point. What's happening is there's a something's happening within your body. And I know it because like I have the same thing with trolls. Like a troll will make a rude comment. I don't give a fuck of who the person is. I, I don't even remember their fucking face. I don't remember their name. I block them. But what sticks with me is the feeling that was evoked from that comment. It, sometimes it's hard for me to even shake it because it hits my core belief and it makes me feel shitty. That's my point is like, it's not about the person. It's about the feeling that you're getting when you don't get the text or when you don't. It has nothing to do with them. Notice the pattern. You do this all the time. It happens consistently. My mom would always say she was like, it's just another one of the same guys, which is a different fucking name. Again, I've done it. I know it. So now, how do you communicate your needs? Because this is huge. Like part of having expectations is also being able to understand how to communicate those expectations. So the first thing to remember is you have to, one, know what your needs and desires are. So if you're going to express these to somebody, I first need you to understand what they are. Sit with yourself. Spend some time. Journal on it. What are, what are needs that I didn't get when I was a child? What are needs I haven't had met in my past relationships? What do I desire to happen? How do I want to feel when I'm with this partner? So they did a study I was reading this study and they had 50% of the group play the piano and learn how to play the actual piano. Like boop, boop, boop. And then they tested their brain and they showed the parts of the brain that were highlighted. Then they had 50% of people uh, imagine themselves playing the piano. So they were taught just visually and just imagining what the feeling would feel like with the keys on your finger and hitting it. The same parts of the brain were activated when they scanned it. And what that means is the words that we speak and when we feel something in our gut we can, that's literally how it becomes manifested because our brain is going, okay, this feeling is safe. This is what we're going for. And I've noticed it, even Tech Guy and I, when we moved into the house, we had all these goals and we kept saying, like, we would look and like, 
for instance, we have like an extra like random, we have a two floor house and it's like this random space that they used for an office, but like we don't need that. So we had like, we'd made it like a secondary living room and we're like, this is just a waste of space. And so we kept getting excited. I was like, babe, what do we really want? And I was like, we want a recovery room. And so we got really clear. And like, I kept feeling, I was like, every morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to red light and I'm going to have this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And sure enough, every day I started to feel it. And even when I would reach out to brands and work with them, I kept getting no. And I was like, it's fine. It's going to happen. And sure enough, guess what's being built? The recovery room. And I'm not saying this because I'm like, no, my point of sharing the story is when you really embody the feeling of what it is that you want and need, then you don't get scared. When somebody says no to you, you're like, that's okay. Somebody else. So 20 red light companies saying no led me to one person being like, we'd love to work with you. Awesome. Great. I'm a huge fan of red light. Mito red light, fucking obsessed. Obsessed. I do it every single morning now and I have never felt better. I'm telling you guys, when you really believe, you've got to make space for something better. And it's funny because this could play into dating. Right before there was another brand and they were like, we'll only send you the half one. And I remember telling tech guy, I was like, but what if nobody does this? And I remember stopping and I was like, you know what, Sabrina, this is coming from fear. This isn't what you wanted. This is not the product that you said yes to. And this is unfortunately not going to work. So instead of me trying to make it work and change and be like, oh, okay, well, we just need the small. No, I was like, we need the big one. So I said no. And I walked away knowing it's okay. I'll find someone else. I promise you guys, when you really believe It might not happen immediately, but that's an expectation we could bet on is something that you really feel. So then when you understand it, I need you to start learning how to use I statements. Hey, here's my expectations of things. I will not accept anything besides consistency, reciprocity, mutual respect. If that doesn't work for you, I completely understand that. But I wanted to clearly express to you what it is that works for me. And then listening to your partner's point of view of like, now you tell me, what are your expectations in a relationship? I'd love to hear more about what it is that you would like and need. And then find and identify areas of alignment and discord. So it's like, where do you guys pick up what you're putting down? And then where are you dropping what you're not? And then that you can assess like, you know, if somebody, if I have an expectation of somebody of like, you know, mutual respect and they're disrespectful, it's like, well, then we don't, we don't align. You know, if somebody doesn't respect women, it's like, all right, well, this isn't going to work. Cool. And then again, and then how do we, the last step is we find reasonable compromise. So then you come back together and you say, okay, 80-20, what's 80% I have to have and 20% I can get rid of? You know, like for a long time, I really wanted somebody I could work out with, for instance. And I was like, I, I expect that this person's going to come to the gym with me every day and blah, blah, blah. I was unreasonable. Now, and then when I met Tech Guy and he was like, listen, I'm big in fitness, but like, I don't, I don't want to lift. I don't want to do that. And I remember just being like, well, this isn't going to work. And I was like, you know what? 80, 20, like, what's a compromise? And I was like, okay, well, would you be willing like once every, like maybe every month we do a class together? And he was like, okay, I can commit to that. And then I have needs outside of this relationship I satisfy with friends and family. Like I go to workout classes with other people and I work out on my own. And then I have things I do with my partner. So we compromised. So what's really important is we need to be able to distinguish between expectations and standards. Big fucking difference. So standards represent the qualities you need in a partner. Integrity, shared values, like morals, ethos, and ethics, things like that. Like that's a standard. That's why when people are like, I don't settle on standards. Like you're right, you shouldn't settle on standards. Expectations, though, involve specific behavior behaviors that you anticipate from your new partner. Those are very fucking different. Very, very different. And so I understand standards will help you choose a compatible partner but expectations are what shape the day-to-day 
So having somebody with a great moral compass and things like that, like that is compatibility. But then what is the what is the micro look like? Then expectations start to come in. So communication and communicating clearly. Great. So like managing expectations to avoid further frustration. By doing that, I clearly communicate. That is my expectation. Be very explicit and clear about what you need and expect from your partner. Don't assume they'll just know. Don't just do a like, they should just know. That's just, it's just not going to get you where you want to be. It's just not. Because then you're not, you're not clearly communicating and you just expect that everybody should read your fucking mind. So then the next one we have is priorita- prioritize appreciation. So can we also like so often we focus on like I'll get in I'll get messages every day of like my partner is doing this and I can't stand it. It's like but what about all of the incredible amazing things that your partner is doing? Have we stopped to even like look at your partner and be like wow that was really positive and beautiful. That was really really lovely rather than like all other shortcomings. Like, I love my partner. And like, for a long time, yeah, I would look and be like, I don't like this and I don't like this. And then I had to stop and I was like, but what are the things I do like? And that list was overwhelming because not everyone is going to satisfy every fucking need. That's like very much a harsh reality. We got to start practicing empathy as well. Understand, seek to truly understand your partner. Like, honestly, do you want to know why my relationship is so fucking amazing and healthy? Not because I'm being an asshole and boasting but because I have so much empathy for my partner and what he's going through. Hence, same with I have with you guys. I'm very blunt and direct, but I hold so much fucking space because I understand other people have experiences that are not mine, and I want to be able to say, and maybe I have experienced those. And if we have no empathy, like that's, I think, my biggest issue with the anxious avoidance stuff of like, no, fuck the avoidance. And it's like, but you don't even want to just understand what other people are going through. It's going to be really, really, it's going to be a really tough relationship. Here's another aspect too. Allow imperfections. No one's going to be perfect. No one is ever going to meet every expectation of yours. There are some times like, and there are plenty of times when tech guy doesn't and I don't either. And you know, you can see the uh, bummer in someone's face versus being like gutted because like this person just like didn't meet a need or an expectation. I just... I'm big on like allowing people to be human. And it's like we want uh, so often people come to me and they're like, oh, I have to be perfect. And it's like, no, no, no. If you learned that perfect is the only way that you get love, then that's why you expect everybody else to be perfect. And oftentimes people also expect everyone else to be perfect because it's easier to find fault in that of like, oh, see, you did this. And it's like, yeah, because again, we're human beings and we have experiences that are a broad spectrum. Check in often. I used to do this all the time. When I was dating, anytime I'd date a guy, I'd be like, hey, I just wanted to check in. Like, how are you feeling? What's going on? I just wanted to touch base and see, you know, what's what's happening with you. Just so that they could be like, you know what? Actually, thank you for saying this. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Whatever. Because sometimes people like do not feel comfortable just out of nowhere. Like Tech Guy has been saying that to me for, since we met. He was like, I'm not going to shy away from a conversation ever. He was like, confrontation, all that. He was like, but I'm not going to be the one to necessarily start it. This episode is sponsored by Modern Fertility. Yo, you know, once you get into your late 20s, early 30s as a woman, all of a sudden you start to realize like, whoa, it's not just a big like, let's see what happens, which has been the traditional guidance with fertility. It's just very like, just wait and see. But here's the beauty. Now we have tools to help us plan for and track everything in our lives 
that's inclusive of fertility. So why should we wait and see? And honestly, Tech Guy and I, that's what we're doing. We're not sure if we want to have children or not, but we'd love to at least know, like, where do we stand? What's coming up for me? And it's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a single finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized personalized results within six business days. That's huge, especially if you're dealing with hormone levels and like not sure, like your ovarian reserve, aka how many or more or fewer eggs than your average of your age. There's so many different things that you can find out by doing a fertility test, and I think it behooves you not to. So guys, right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash do the work. That means your test will cost $159, which is actually a fraction of what it would cost to go to a fertility clinic. So guys, again, get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash do the work. So again, modernfertility.com slash do the work. You know what? Mom has been saying this to me for years. Empower yourself. Knowledge is power, right? So at least if you find out what's going on and where you stand, then you can make decisions for yourself and your future in a way that aligns with you. You start it with me. He's like, I'll have it. But a lot of people, that's why I'm saying like avoidance manifests in different ways. Same with my sister too. Like I love my sister. She's going to be on the podcast. You guys are going to learn so fucking much from her. But she has a lot of avoidance. And for so many years, I thought she didn't care. And now that I understand it, and what's wild is when you really have empathy and compassion for other people, you can see it. Like when Tech Guy, when we went away with his sister, that was when he was going through all that stuff. I'll never forget that morning when I knew something was up and I looked at him and I could just see he was manic. And I was like, oh my God, if I were, if I had overlooked all of this, I would never have seen in his eyes the anxiety. And he was do- dodging back and forth, but he went so inward. His he wasn't an, and he even said to me, he, I said, How are you feeling? And he was like, My brain hasn't fucking stopped. And I was like, man, to the other, to anybody else, they would look and be like, wow, he's so detached. He doesn't give a shit. No, he was just going through so much that he was in his own internal fucking dialogue in hell. And if I hadn't seen that, like I see with my sister sometimes, you can see her eyes gloss over and I'll be like, Jane, what's going on? And she's just sometimes I think people just need someone to ask, hey, are you okay? Because you know why? Growing up, my dad, it wasn't safe for you to just say, hey, I feel sad. He would hit you or walk out or scream at you and be like, what the fuck is your problem? So that's where my sister learned that she can't express herself openly. And my brother and me. And so sometimes this is also what I mean about like understanding other people's experiences. Maybe they grew up in a household where it was so fucking dangerous to open your mouth so they don't feel comfortable. But maybe they just all their life have asked, begged somebody to just ask them, how do you feel? Because they never had somebody there to say, are you okay? Compassion can go a long way because if you can be compassionate to other people, you can be compassionate to yourself. So I wanted to talk about kind of as we round this out, how to communicate these expectations. So a big thing for me is always setting a time to talk. It's not real like do not bring up expectations in the heat of an argument like do not how you know blah blah blah. well I expected this it's like no 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 no. both of you guys are dysregulated both of you are dysregulated when you know what dysregulation looks like for people totally different for me it could be lashing out and screaming and coming out tech guy he shuts down we are both dysregulated you know what my brother does my brother does something that's kind of fucked up he does the control by staying calm his dysregulation, he sees as, no, I'm calm. I don't know what you're talking about. That's to gain control over the, so I look like I'm the loony bin going crazy. We're both dysregulated. Everybody handles it differently. So make sure it's a space that is safe for you both to talk. 
I've done that. Tech guy has pissed me off. And like, I remember we had plans. And to me, I was like, yeah, I do expect that if we have fucking plans that you're going to show up or cancel them accordingly, like or reschedule. Like that's that's not unrealistic. And I remember I was upset because he made plans without me. And like, it just was like, oh, whoops. And I was, I remember telling him, I need to talk to you in a little bit, okay? And I took two hours. And then when we spoke, I was able to process. And, and then I came in using I statements. I don't accuse people. I have never gone and said, you never make time for me. No, instead I say, I feel like I'm not a priority when you choose to watch football instead of spend time with me. That invites empathy. By me showing vulnerability. Because if somebody was like, well, that's your fucking problem. Deuces, I will never speak to that person again. If you can't even just communicate with me of like, wow, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. That's never been my intention. And I'm so sorry you experienced that. But using I statements is so powerful. And then like we talked about earlier, listen. If you are on the defensive, you're again dysregulated. Then remove yourself and come back. Don't just wait. Don't wait for someone else to stop talking so that you can start talking. That was my experience living in L.A was people there they were just waiting for you to finish so that they could start they didn't genuinely give a fuck about what you're talking about it's like listen you care about your partner then care about what they're feeling just like you want someone to care about what you are feeling and again if that's foreign to you it's okay then again like then we need to like kind of find common ground remain flexible like if this isn't about it's my way or no way it's like if you're that rigid you're not mind you're not growth minded then so we have to stay a little flexible. Oh, well, all right. You know, like even when we have the football thing, my partner just wants to watch it. And I was like, okay, so we can, you can watch it on your phone. I was like, if we have stuff to do, like you cannot just stay home for 15 hours every Sunday for six months and watch TV. And I told him, I was like, because if we have kids, this is not the household I'm doing. I'm not going to have these kids be like, well, dad has football today. Fuck no. And we compromised. And he was like, you know what? You're right. He was like, I don't want to turn into that. Like, I want to be more present. He was like, shit, I didn't even realize like you're right for, you know, we have two weekend days and one of them all day from 10 a.m. until 7 or 8 p.m. is fucking football. We compromised. I remained flexible because you know why? I focused on the fact that we are a partnership. It wasn't me versus him. It's not me against him. It's us together. So when we communicate and I communicate needs and express myself, we are a partnership. And you know what we also do? We keep fucking communicating. If you think you just need to say it once to somebody and then they don't do it so that you're you don't have to repeat yourself. If it's every three weeks you're having the same conversation of like, hey, you said you were going to put more effort in and you didn't. It's like, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to piss you off. And if you expect people to always be perfect, well, then you're not constantly communicating and staying flexible with these people. Growth can happen when you allow space for growth to fucking happen for you and for them. Mm -hmm. And you guys remember, you could try your best, but there's going to be times when your expectations go unmet. It's going to happen. So if you're feeling like sad or disappointed or frustrated, here's some tips on how to handle that. So we're back to it. Communicate, 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 communicate. Tell them, hey, here's what this un unmet expectation meant to me. So like when I had that with Tech Guy where I was like, I expected that when we had plans that you were going to communicate with me and it made me feel like I wasn't a priority to you and I didn't appreciate that. And he was like, wow, I could totally see how you listen or I could totally see how you feel because he listened to me fully to understand and back, 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 back and forth. And this is also too, if somebody comes to you with that, take responsibility. What was your part? If your part was 
yeah, I didn't communicate. I didn't tell you. I had an expectation that I didn't tell. It's not digging your heels in the sand to be like, oh, no, if I'm not right, then you can go fuck yourself. It's like we're just setting ourselves up for a lot of loneliness if we do shit like that. Compromise. Is there a middle ground? It's not settle. We listen, settle down. There's a fucking terminology, but compromise is important. You don't have to settle for what somebody else wants, but you can compromise and be like, okay, I could do that. Talk to your friends. Talk to a fucking therapist. Go to a coach. Go to talk to somebody outside of your own fucking echo chamber. Your brain is designed to help keep you safe. It's not going to come up with new thought processes. You're not going to be able to expand your consciousness and your thoughts unless you're challenged to do so. And also start to feel them in your body. It's not about intellectualizing. And then like, Make peace, forgive, forgive yourself, forgive your partner, and then adjust your expectations. Like, if your expectations are consistently not met, it's like, well, then maybe we need to be like, all right, what's coming up for me? What's happening? <laughs> do I keep expecting that my partner, like, I had somebody say, do I need to say anything for Valentine's Day, or can I just expect that my partner is going to get me flowers? And I was like, you're setting yourself up for failure, because this poor guy or girl or they has no idea what you're expecting them to do, and you've never communicated that Valentine's Day means something. That happened with me and Tech Guy. I didn't expect that. I talked to him. I was like, so what are we doing for Valentine's Day? And he was like, nothing. I don't care about it. Could you imagine if I didn't have a conversation with him and I just expected, then I would have been like, he didn't do a thing. What a fucking asshole. It would just, that would have been me having an unrealistic expectation that I didn't communicate with him about. I want somebody to buy me flowers. I can't just guess that they're going to, they shouldn't have to guess that. How are they going to know that you want flowers? Not everybody is a romantic in the same way. Sorry you watched way too many fucking rom-coms. Like, we can't just expect people. Like, I've told him that. I'm like, I love surprises. And he's like, I don't. And I'm like, oh, all right, fair. But we compromise. Like, he'll go, like, I always notice he's so cute. There's a bakery I fucking love and he knows it. But the funny thing is, he doesn't realize that every time he surprises me, he puts my phone number in to get the points. I get a text. That says, thank you for getting something from the Carlbat, like from the Danish bakery. And it's like a bakery we drive, we like go to it. This is like our trip to go to it. So it's like whenever I know that he's, you know, there or something. And that's his way of like surprising me. He hates doing that. Like not, he doesn't hate doing that. Like he hates surprises. Like he doesn't like to do all like, he'll never show up at your house unattended or unannounced. Like it's just not his thing. But to me, I'm like, wow, if I didn't have empathy and understanding for someone, I would be like, well, that's not enough. I can't believe I had to tell you. It's like, I didn't have to tell him. I didn't have to tell him last week I wanted that. He came home and he walked in with a cupcake. And I was like, you are the cutest fucking thing. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. Because he knows exactly what I like. And I, because I've communicated that. That's how we're healthy. That's how we're healthy and happy. And if it's, if you're communicating and somebody is not able to satisfy your needs, that's okay. Are they able to satisfy some of them? Are you fulfilled in this relationship or not? Then maybe it's time to walk away. Only you can make these determinations. Are you fulfilled? But the biggest thing, like, you can overcome all of this stuff. But you need empathy, humility, and open communication. That's how you'll have intimacy. That's how you'll have a deep, real fucking connection. I was like, my friend and I were talking on her podcast uh, yesterday about crockpot versus uh, microwave relationships. It's true. People want this quick. Quick. Throw it in the microwave. 30 seconds, you'll have a full meal. And you're like, yeah, but it, on the outside, it's like you open it and peel the layer and you're like, I can't. You're poking with your fork you're like I, I guess this looks good right yeah looks shiny and then you go in and you're like it's fucking cold on the inside it's hollow there's nothing there so it's like that immediacy yeah you get disappointed versus the crock pot it takes time it develops flavor then real richness a depth 
And when you have it, you're like, whoa, that was worth that 12 hours that it simmered. My God, what a beautiful chili. Versus the frozen shit that you bought that on the outside looks okay and then you dig in and it's fucking hollow and frozen in the middle. You can absolutely work through all of this shit, but it takes time. It takes patience. It takes compassion. It takes being good to yourself. That's the number one thing. So guys, I hope that this was beneficial for you. I hope that you guys were able to learn from this and I hope that I was able to clear, clear around some things around expectations, standards, boundaries, yada, yada, and how to communicate that. So guys, I love doing this with you and I love being here for you. So thank you for allowing me to guide. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for rating it. And thank you for speaking kindly to other people. And if you don't, that's okay. You'll just get blocked. That's fine. See what I mean? We don't try to change other people. We just remove things from our lives that just don't serve us. Sometimes it really is that simple. So without further ado, guys, I love you. Thank you again. Thank you for everything. And until next time, can't wait to continue doing the work with you guys. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.